It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Women of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. We hope everybody had a great 4th of July. It was a little rainy here, but hopefully you were able to enjoy some outside festivities. Yeah, have a good cookout or something. Yeah, something. But um, Tabitha and I have been talking, and last week in our bonus episode, we had shared a giveaway for some of our listeners in a specific state. And we decided to extend the giveaway to all of our listeners. Yeah, we didn't want the rest of you to miss out. That's right. So if you are the first one to email us at purposefulwomenofgod at gmail.com, we will send you a free t-shirt. Yes, so make sure that you email us and put giveaway in the subject line. And we will make sure that if you are the first one to email us, that we will send that out to you as soon as possible. Yes, super excited about that. So as we mentioned last week, we are now going into to a new series. So Tabitha, how about you go ahead and just introduce the topic of the week? All right. Well, we began last week introducing the series on healthy living and reminding ourselves and all of you that it is only halftime and we can still achieve the goals that we set back in January. But not only that, if we are finding ourselves in an unhealthy state right now, we do not have to wait until 2024 to begin working on ourselves. We want this series to be a halftime reminder that this year is not over and we can evaluate ourselves right now. Are we living a healthy lifestyle when it comes to our mental, physical, and spiritual health? While last week's episode was an introduction, we want to begin diving deeper into each area of health, mind, body, and soul. So today we are going to tackle the difficult subject of mental health. But we do have to acknowledge and preface this topic by saying we are not mental health professionals. So if you are under the care of a physician, please consult your doctor with any changes or questions that you have. But also remember that you are in charge of your health. And if they are recommending something that doesn't seem right to you, bring it up to them. Do your own research and even seek a second opinion if necessary. Um, So Ashley, let's begin by discussing some recent statistics regarding mental health. Yeah, so I just looked up a few. It says one in five Americans suffer from mental illness. In 2020, 52.9 million Americans, or 21% of adults, experienced a mental health condition. Anxiety is the most common mental illness in the world, affecting more than 42.5 million American adults. Depression comes in second, affecting 21 million U.S. adults. Mental illness affects 7.2% of American females and only 4.2% of American males. Young adults ages 18 to 25 have the highest rate of experiencing mental health concerns in America. And I'll be honest with you, that kind of shocked me. That the younger generation yeah. is the one that's experiencing it most. Yeah, that is kind of surprising, I think. I just, I just think about from 18 to 25, I guess, maybe that's when 
you're having a lot of life changes yeah. going on. You're trying to figure out what you're doing in life. And I guess maybe that's the reason for this, but yeah. it just kind of like, you still don't have all that responsibility yet at 18 that right. you do older. So yeah, that number kind of surprised me a bit. Yeah, that is a lot. And then you think like 42.5 million adults are affected by anxiety. That is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But there are some good things that have come from the awareness of mental health over the past few years. I feel like no longer do we have to suffer alone. It's no longer taboo to talk about it. And I think that's a good thing because no one needs to suffer alone. Overall, we are less afraid to seek help through counseling and therapy, as well as consider medication in severe cases. Um, where several years ago, I think it all came with such a stigma that no one really wanted to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. But just like in so many other situations, the pendulum is swinging in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And that's why we want to discuss this heavy topic today. Right. You know, I am thankful for modern medication. And I think we all would agree that medicine is needed at times. However, I've noticed that there is a strong push for anxiety medicines that may not always be necessary. And so many people, especially women, are not only seeking out these medications, but also alcohol and drugs, too. Yeah, all of those alternatives, while they seem harmless, can be very dangerous. And just like you said, especially when they're used together, and a lot of times they really right. are. But it also creates a society that's numb to feelings, and God made us beings with emotions. That's why we're not like all these other animals yeah. in the world. He, he made us to feel. He made us to feel love and joy and excitement, but also sadness and anger at times. Right. And that reminds me of the often quoted verses in Ecclesiastes 3. To everything there is a season and time to every purpose under the heaven. And it goes on to say a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. There are seasons in all of our lives, and while we may need help through some of the most difficult times, we also have to learn to navigate our emotions. There are times to cry and mourn, but there are also times that are made for laughing and dancing, just as the scripture says. Right, so let's first talk about some things that can cause us to struggle with our mental health. There are so many things, and these are only a few, but you know, some of you have experienced some kind of trauma, whether it's a tragic event that has happened to you or something that you witnessed, or maybe you've suffered loss through the death of a family member or a friend or divorce. And let's face it, most of us that are listening are women and hormones, you know, during the time of giving birth or through menopause, um, those are things that can affect our mental health at times. I can think about my own life and two times in my life that I struggled a lot with my mental health was after a miscarriage with my first pregnancy and then shortly after the twins were born I struggled a lot with some hormonal issues yeah. that I needed some help during that time. I don't know Ashley have you ever experienced anything like that that you can remember a time that was a difficult struggle for you? Yeah I don't I think we've talked about this I don't suffer from a lot of anxiety but I do remember just the postpartum part of right you know, having a baby, some that's real. Yeah. And you go through all kinds of ups and downs. Highs and lows through oh, that time. Oh, yeah. But it'll pass. And, yeah. You know, and you have time. to learn of ways to work through it. Um, I also remember there was a specific situation in my life that I had went through that caused 
it, it caused me anxiety for a while, but I, that's when I learned to lean on scripture and I had a certain scripture that I just read and it gave me peace. Yeah. And so I think we, we also too need to learn to lean on God during some of those times right. as well. And there are some other things as well. You know, I thought about clutter, whether yeah. it's, you know, even physical clutter, like in our home, if things are kind of getting out of hand, that can cause some stress, but also in our minds, um, but also unforgiveness. If maybe there's someone in our life that has hurt us or caused us some grief and we're just holding on to unforgiveness. And I'm sure there are so many more, but those were just a few things that came to my mind. And that's what, you know, we live in a fallen world due to sin. So we're all going to experience all of these things. So how can we walk through some of the more difficult things without just hearing the infamous words, you just need to pray more. I know we've all heard that. And that's not always what you want to hear when you're just right in the middle of a situation in your life, whether it be heartbreak, loss, or any of the other struggles that we just mentioned. You're so right. So I've heard of pastors who have used those same words, but here's the truth. While our response shouldn't probably just be to pray more, we do have a good father who wants us to bring our burdens to him. He is a loving God who wants to bring us peace and joy and comfort and relief. But he also gives us instruction to experience the joy that only comes from him. So let's talk about some of those verses that the Lord has given us to lean on during those times of fear and anxiety and even heartbreak. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus offers peace that we cannot experience anywhere else. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And as I, we've read, we read that scripture yeah. a lot, but in our world today, this concept might not make a lot of sense, but this yoke that he is talking about would have been placed on two oxen, one that was mature and one that was being trained. The mature one would train the other one by carrying most of the weight to guide the younger oxen. And that's what Jesus offers to us. Rest. His burden is light because he wants to carry the weight of whatever we're going through. In Matthew 6, 33 through 34, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Seek him first and don't worry about tomorrow. So I will share just a little um, thing that happened to me uh, regarding this scripture. Back a few years ago, I was having like one of those moments where I felt like panic was setting into my spirit. And Derek had come home. I'd had a really rough day. And just through the course of that whole week, I think some things had just been building up in my mind. And I was having a freak out moment after he got home and he told me, and this is where it is great to have a spiritual leader in your home. And he said, tap the, just go to your room, close the door, take a few moments and don't put, don't take your phone in there with you. Just go in there and spend some time with the Lord. And this verse of scripture and the, the verses that come before that, you know, he he closed the flowers. He knows every sparrow that flies how much more does he love me? And I just sat on my bed with a pen, a piece of paper in my Bible, and I just wrote that scripture 
over and over again for an hour, which seems like that is crazy. But within that hour, my spirit just calmed. Yeah. And I was able to walk out of that room realizing that all of this stuff that was building up in my heart and my mind Mm -hmm. was not as big as I was making it out to be. And then I remembered I have a heavenly father that loves me so much more then he does the birds and the flowers, and yet he protects and he takes care of them, and he's going to do the same thing for me. That's exactly right, and that's what helped you get through it helped that, me. that time. And I do think that, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, you know, you don't add a day to your life by worry, right? right? Um, and that, another scripture that I absolutely love is Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, in the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's Don't be one. anxious. Find things to be thankful for, and he will give us peace. That's a good one. I yeah. love that verse of scripture. Me too. And then First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Once again, allow him to carry whatever is weighing you down. And that last verse goes on to say, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be clear-minded, ready for the enemy, guarding our hearts and our minds. Yes. I mean, we really do have an adversary. And what is the one area that he is going to attack us in is our Our mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah. So we have got to protect it. We've got to guard it as God tells us to. You know, the Lord also gives us examples in the Bible with other men and people who struggled with mental health. The first person that came to my mind was Elijah. So if you're not familiar with the scripture that talks about Elijah, he had had a huge mountaintop experience with the Lord. He had called fire down from heaven, and then he killed all the prophets of Baal. I mean, this was just a moment of, like, victory. He had just experienced victory. He was on a spiritual high. The Lord had protected him and led him through imminent death. And then we turn the page, go to the next chapter, and we find Elijah is terrified of Jezebel. And then in 1 Kings 19.4, he was so depressed. He got under a juniper tree and he begged God just to kill him. Yeah. Take him out. He was in such deep despair. And I think of so many people that can probably relate to that. You know, that you have a moment that it's like, wow, God has done some great and mighty things. And then all of a sudden, bam, you're in a, a dark pit. Mm-hmm. You're in despair. Um, You've seen God maybe do some awesome things in your life and you're in awe, you're pumped up at what God is doing and then all of a sudden you're in depression or you're facing anxiety. And do you know what God did for Elijah in this moment? All right, first of all, he tended to his physical needs. He fed him and he told him to take a nap. (laughs) So Elijah was hangry. Like, (laughs) How many of us get that way? Yeah. How many times are our physical needs then pouring over into our mental and our spiritual needs. So God knew that that had to be taken care of first. And then in verses 15 through 18, after Elijah's belly is full and after he's rested, God gave him encouragement, a new purpose, and he even gave him a helper through Elisha to continue on. God still had a plan for Elijah. He was just tired and he was frustrated and he was hungry. 
And what did God do for him? He ministered to him just like he wants to do for us. That's right. And there are so many other stories I can think of. Um, you know, Jonah comes to my mind. He he was the same way. He just wished to die. But we know through that story, you know, God had asked Jonah to go to Nineveh, but he disobeyed mm-hmm. God and went his own way yeah. instead of following where God had told him to go. And we know that he was ultimately thrown off the boat, swallowed by a big yeah. fish, and he just wanted to die. I think that right? would cause some anxiety. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I could not even imagine that. Yeah. But, you know, Jonah was in that position because of the bad choices that he had made. Right. And, you know, sometimes God allows us to go through things to teach us a lesson when we're living outside his will. Mm-hmm. But then I also can't help but think of Job. Yeah. I have been reading through the book of Job this whole week. And honestly, it is a hard Ooh, it's a tough one to book read. to get through, you know, because we see that he didn't do anything yeah. necessarily to deserve what he was going through. So he wasn't a victim of his circumstances. Right. But, you know, God allowed him to go through this. These were circumstances out of his control and he suffered great loss. Mm-hmm. God allowed the devil to get Job. But the thing about this whole story is that he would only let him go so far. Right. You know, he he wouldn't let the devil take his life. And through all of that, it still shows me the sovereignty of God that whatever his will and his plan and his purpose is for our lives, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and that makes me think that with so many of our listeners that are out there, we, I don't know what you're experiencing. I don't know what you've gone through and I don't even want to pretend like I do. Um, But we always have to remember that God is in control. There are things that are going to come our way that are completely out of our control. And our only hope in those times is to feel the comfort of the Lord. But there are other times that our anxiety and fear and frustration are caused by us. Like we are our own enemies. Yeah. Yeah. So think of the things that clutter our minds that overwhelm us. So as I was thinking about this, here's the cold hard truth, okay? You cannot drink three cups of coffee a day, and listen to true crime podcasts every chance you get and call that a mental health disorder. (laughs) That is a self-control problem. And so we're cluttering our minds, filling ourselves with anxiety, but that is our own Own doing. Yeah, it's our own doing. So stop cluttering your mind with things that cause anxiety. Yeah. I thought about our phones. You know, we have a 24-hour news cycle all the time. We know every bad thing that has happened around the world because we're reading all of these um, articles that are out there. get the news updates every time something happens. Yes, if somebody dies, we know immediately what happens. We were not meant to carry the weight of the world. Put down your phone or turn off the news, whatever you need to do. Even scrolling through social media You know, I just think of envy and um, all of that that floods our minds when we're looking at maybe these homes or these nice kitchens or whatever, you know, that maybe we're not able to do all of those things that they are. And it's causing us to go into despair. And And it's causing us to sin. It's causing us to be covetous. Yes. Which is breaking one of the Ten Commandments. Right. But we're doing that to ourselves. God's not doing that to us. We are doing it to ourselves. And that's what's causing us anxiety. We plan. And I'm guilty of this. This is me speaking to myself. Every minute of every day with no time for reflection and meditation and spending time with the Lord, no wonder we are anxious. You're right. 
Yeah, so, we're not guarding our minds from all of the evil things of the world. Right. So all of these things take its toll on us, but so does unforgiveness. And I know we mentioned that a little bit earlier, yeah. but I'm reminded of the Lord's Prayer, forgive us as we forgive others. So I have to ask a question, how's your forgiveness? Forgiveness should be a part of our daily prayers for others, but also forgiveness from God for things that we've done. One of the greatest things that will cause anxiety in our lives is unconfessed sin, whether that's through our initial repentance of salvation. Do you know you're saved? Do you have a relationship with him? That's the only way we can relieve the burden of where we'll spend eternity is through Jesus, but also as a believer. If there's unconfessed sin, it will cause anxiousness. Turn away from your sin. And I'm reminded of some of my favorite verses. And when I was going through my really hard time, like it, it just, this situation just kind of went over weeks and it affected several people in my family. I turned to these verses and I read them daily. Not only did I read them daily, I read them and cried out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gave me peace in these verses, but it's Mark eleven twenty two through 26. And it just shows the importance of forgiveness and how important it is to God. It says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, what ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. We see in this passage how important forgiveness is to God. You know, and so many times we are holding on to that anger and bitterness towards someone else, and they don't even know it. No, no. So you, it's affecting you. Yeah. It's not affect, the, the it's affecting the unforgiveness you. in your heart is affecting you. It's <laughs> Nobody not else. affecting them. And it, yeah. it goes on here to clearly to say, you know, when you ask for things of the Lord and when you're praying for mm-hmm. them, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, he's not going to honor that yeah. request. You know, and you mentioned like daily yeah. in that Lord's prayer. Yeah. That is, it's amazing that that is one of the things that he mentioned was to forgive us as we forgive others. It's a daily prayer that we need to have in effect. And I was listening to Lisa Turkhurst podcast the other day, Therapy and Theology. And she said in her, uh, in that episode, just one little quote that I remember is admission is not confession. You know, so when you think about having unforgiveness of someone, like it's easy for me to say, yeah, I'm mad at them. But just because I admit it does not mean that I'm confessing and repenting Repenting and turning turning from it. So, um, and that's not just for for unforgiveness. That's really can affect anything that we talked about today. That just because we admit that it's in our life does not mean that we are confessing it and turning away from it. So that's That's something that we need to keep in our minds. And I think you also have to remember that just because you ask for forgiveness and you admit that I've got this bitterness for this person, it doesn't mean that you're saying that what they did was right. Right. It's not that you're accepting what they did to you or you're accepting their actions, 
but it's you relieving all of that. That's you not yeah. holding anything against them. That's you not talking about them when you get mm-hmm. around people. That's you, if you pass by them, you smile and say hi. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's getting that ugliness out of your heart because when that festers and it stirs, what does it cause? Yeah. I mean, it just causes great anxiety yeah. over the situation. For sure. So going into the healthy mind, we always know we have to guard our minds, but what is the purpose for the teaching today? You know, as we were preparing for this, I just couldn't help but think anxiety, fear, depression are all plaguing our society. And you gave the statistics earlier in this episode, and we do not want you to struggle alone. There is hope. Find a Christian counselor or a trusted Christian friend, but most importantly, give God your burden. He loves you. He cares for you. Give it over to him. And I also have to say, too, that because I don't struggle with anxiety, Mm -hmm. I never have. Sometimes it's hard for me to understand the people that do. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us that don't struggle with it, instead of looking at the people that do struggle with it, like, what is wrong with them? You know, like, they just need to get over it. Instead, if we would pray for them and and reach out to them. Meet them where they're at. Get on their level. And I really think it could help them. And some of their problems just show that, hey, I'm still loved through this. Jesus still loves me Mm -hmm. through this. And I'm, I'm cared for and cared about in my deepest, darkest moments instead of running away from it. Well, and I think in my own mind, the times that I have struggled with this, I'm irrational in my thoughts. Yeah. You know, because the anxiety is... It's taken over. You can't think I'm not thinking clearly. Yeah. So I need somebody to speak truth to me sometimes. If I'm not in a position to where I can open up God's word and see that truth, I need somebody else to share that with me and just remind me You know, we've talked in our Sunday school class before when we talk about emotionalism and things like that, um, because we're going through the Mama Bear Apologetics Mm -hmm. book, and it'll talk about that just because I'm having a moment of fear and anxiety and I don't feel feel loved, that doesn't Doesn't mean mean that that I'm not not loved. I am loved. But in my mind, I feel that way. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. If I disappeared tomorrow, who would even know? Who would know? Who would care? And that is a lie of the devil. And yeah, and in those moments, I think you need to pause and really think about it. Yeah, you know who are the people in your life, and know that they would miss you. That's right. That's simply nothing but the devil. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is a challenge that all of us can take into this week to help us better guard our minds? I know if you are struggling with anxiety, the last thing you want to hear is a Sunday school answer, and it sounds really cliche. But when you are feeling burdened, find a quiet place, a bedroom or a closet, and do a few things. Memorize some of the verses we mentioned earlier, and we'll provide resources and references in our show notes. Write out scripture and just sit alone with God. And if the words come, pour your heart out to him. Have yourself a messy cry if necessary, and just leave it there. Don't take it back with you. Have yourself an arsenal ready to go when the enemy attacks your mind. And what do I mean by that? Already have verses marked and ready to read at a moment's notice. You know what you struggle with. I know what I struggle with. And if you are a child of God, do not underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit coupled with God's holy word. I know it sounds churchy, but I have seen him work through me, as I mentioned before, and in other situations. Take the example of Jesus himself. When Satan was tempting him, he took, Jesus took Satan back to the truth of God's word, and he did not believe the lies that Satan was telling him. 
Jesus also set an example to go to a desert place. That was a place of solitude, not with your phone, not with distractions, but a place to clear your mind. But it does take intentionality. It takes preparation. But I promise you that his word is true and he wants to help carry whatever burden, whatever you have been struggling with in your mind, take it to him. But it is a daily thing. Sometimes it's an hourly thing and sometimes it's minute by minute. But go to him in prayer every day. It's not a one and done. We live in a fallen world as we talked about earlier and we face struggles every day. But every day that it comes up, you take it back to him, you spend time with him, you quote those scriptures again and again, and I am confident that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will flood your soul and your mind. That's really good. I truly believe that. And while you were saying that, I I was watching a video of somebody recently, and they had set up a prayer closet. You know, I mean, the mm-hmm. Bible talks about your prayer closet, but they really set it up to where there was nothing in there, but I think they hung some lights and just made it just peaceful and they literally went in there they went in there for prayer I don't what I don't know I don't know where I saw it but like that's that's literally where they went to have their time with the Lord and it may take setting aside a special place in your house that everybody Mm -hmm. knows that's don't come in here this is my my God time leave me alone yeah but we know that this is not an easy topic and more times than not we're casting our cares onto pills or our doctors And medication, we know, is intended for a temporary relief. It is not a permanent solution. But think of this. If we never feel those feelings, if we're masking everything that we feel with medication every day and we're so numb to all emotions, how will we ever come to the realization that we need a savior? Exactly. And that reminds me of a book that I have read recently, which is It's called I Declare War by Levi Lusco, which is a great resource if you are struggling with mental health issues. But in his book, and this is a little lengthy, but I wanted to read this. It says, if you buy something online every time you get stressed out or feel bored or lonely, you are only numbing your feelings with a quick hit of happiness instead of facing them. The Amazon boxes will pile up in your garage, but the real problem will still be there. Deep down, and it will only get worse and not better with time. You need to learn to feel your feelings, lean into them, diagnose them, and then do what is needed to move through them. Distracting yourself with meaningless activity or spending or entertainment when you are blue will become a pattern you get enriched in, and it will only ever lead to a heightened discontent. If instead you can learn how to lean into the discontent you are tempted to medicate or run from and try to understand what is driving it, You can look to the Lord to fill the hole instead of the shiny trinkets and baubles of this world you would otherwise turn to. You will discover that the ache you were going to silence with something from iTunes or something made from cashmere was actually the voice of Jesus calling you to himself. Wow, that's really good. We'll be linking that book this week. But um, we wanted to end on this final verse regarding our mind. God tells us specifically what to fill our minds with. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and it there be any praise, think on these things. I love that verse. Yeah, I love that's that verse one of, of my scripture. favorite verses. And I would encourage everyone to 
take that verse to memory because that would be one, if you're in a, a season of anxiety and fear and depression, just to meditate on those words. Think on the things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of a good report. Those are the things to flood your mind with. That's exactly right. So I feel like we haven't done this in a while, but I feel like we just need to end this episode uh, with a word of prayer. So Tapitha, do you mind taking us to the throne of grace? I will. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just want to come to you today. Lord, we know that this was a heavy topic. And when we're talking about our mind, Lord, I pray that you would just guard our minds, guard our hearts, Lord, so that we can turn all of this over to you, that we would think on the things that are true and honest and just, those things that come straight from you. And God, I pray that if there's one that's out here struggling right now uh, with depression or anxiety or whatever it is that they are facing, God, that they would feel the comfort that only you can give. God, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to share your word. And we hope that today it has spoken some encouragement to the ladies that are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this was an encouragement to you. We can't wait to meet back here again next week when we go into the topic of a healthy body. So thank you so much for your love and support. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.